The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pixies Podcast, the Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, October 3rd, maybe Monday, October 4th, when you're listening to this. This is the early odd show, the look ahead to next week's lines before, well, not before they come out. They're out now. But we, me and myself and John Breach are going to break down the week five NFL lines. Breach, what's going on, buddy? Not too much, Brinson. It's just a fantastic Sunday. I ate my Chick-fil-A, so I'm in a good mood. I think I'm going to get all these right. I, I hope you do. I need to get some right because I didn't get much right on week four. may turn out to be an expensive week. Or just not Ryan Wilson. Ryan Wilson on fire, like 11-3 against the spread. This is wild. He's, it's like almost like he doesn't know. It. Maybe we should have him on the show to tell us what to start, start picking early. I don't early think Wilson about. knows what the spread is. He just puts his picks in, and he's like, wait, what? I got some right? Yeah, he's like, oh, that's cool. Look at that. I got a bunch of stuff right. All right, we'll start with Thursday Night Football. Oh, look at that. You can tell that uh, Thursday Night Football is moving to Amazon and Fox, and it's no longer on Just NFL Network. How can you tell that? Because they get Rams and Seahawks and not Jaguars and Bengals. This game is a pick em even though the Seahawks dominated on Sunday and the Rams got kind of trashed by, uh, by the, by the uh, Arizona Cardinals, the, the Seahawks, I don't think the Seahawks dominated. The Seahawks took care of business against the 49ers. Both won huge divisional matches. As I mentioned, it's a pick em. Over under is 53, John. Yeah, Brinson, I'm glad you uh, corrected yourself there because the Seahawks did dominate on the scoreboard, but that is literally the only place they dominated yeah. because – they got outgained by my number 223 yards and still Crazy. somehow won the game. Now you can do that against the 49ers when Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured and Trey Lance is running around making, uh, you know, getting his first extensive playing time. If they get outgained by 223 yards against the Rams, they're going to lose by 50 points. So, uh, and I think this 49ers game and kind of the Seahawks all season, their biggest problem has been their defense. They've had trouble stopping the other team. And if you put a good offense out there, uh, you know, they're going to put up 30 points. We saw the Titans put up thir- more than 30 points on the Seahawks. We saw the Vikings hit the 30 point mark against the Seahawks. And I think the Rams have a good enough offense to hit the 30 point mark against the Seahawks. So the question is, you know, can Russell Wilson and those, his offense, can they keep up and make this a shootout? I don't think they can. I think that I, I I'm feeling the Rams here, even though Russell Wilson is 19 and three at home in primetime games in his career. And I hate picking against him in primetime. Uh, but that's what I'm feeling right now. I'm a little surprised at the spread. And I wonder if this might drift towards the Seahawks or if the Seahawks will just be a popular uh, public pick because, you know, 
usually if you have a, a divisional matchup like this, right, and you know, one team wins, the other team loses the week before coming in on a short week, and, you know, I mean, you would think the Seahawks would be minus three for the home field advantage, but they're not. I tend to lean towards the Rams as well, but I am a little concerned with they just looked off in this in the in the in the game against the the Arizona Cardinals, very disappointing performance uh, by my boy Matthew Stafford. Los Angeles still three and one, Seahawks two and two, and as you mentioned, could very easily be one and three if if they hadn't got a bunch of breaks against the 49ers. So I lean towards the Rams here. Fifty three, what do we say? Fifty three and a half. That is a big over under for a Thursday night game. But I would not want to be taking. I would not want to take the under in this particular matchup either. Packers minus three and a half. Is this line right? The Packers are only minus three and a half at the Bengals over under 49. I mean, I guess that implies that the Packers would be minus nine and a half at home against the Bengals. Look, Cincinnati's on a long 10 day rest. They get the mini buy. The Packers are just coming off a blowout win. I think it was close enough to blow up. Maybe the Steelers tried to back to recover it, but it was pretty dominant effort by Green Bay against Pittsburgh. Who do you like when Aaron Rodgers comes to town breach. Yeah, you know what? Aaron Rodgers has actually struggled against the Bengals. He's one and two in his career against them. All three games have been a one score game. Interestingly enough, uh, you know, we saw the Bengals play a close game against Jacksonville on Thursday. And part of that was that the Bengals were missing two of the best players in their secondary, Jesse Bates, their safety, uh, and then the Awuzie, their cornerback. And so if both those guys are out again, Aaron Rodgers is going to pick them apart, and the Packers are going to win this easy. So you definitely need to watch the injury report here, uh, see if those guys are playing. But if they're on the field, I actually think this is going to be a pretty close game, and that's because every Bengals game is close. This team is kind of built so they can't get – blown out their defense is good enough uh to kind of slow down the other team and you know we saw what joe burrow jamar chase and that offense can do they're explosive they can score points from anywhere on the field the Bengals have played four games this season three of them have been decided by exactly three points and the only one that wasn't was a 24 10 win over the steelers so i like the Bengals to keep it close here i think they're going to cover the three and a half mm. This number so stinky. I want to take the Bengals, honestly. Like it, I mean, and I like it. I mean, it's a, it's a road game for an NFL team, and you know, you can't make the Packers like nine point favorites on the road in Cincinnati. Like that just doesn't doesn't work like that. I would guess that this number drifts a little bit towards Green Bay, though. And so, if you like the Packers, you probably want to get it now. I don't know if it closes at five or anything like that, but I definitely I've been bet it closes in the fours because I think Green Bay should probably be a ten point favorite over the Packers, I mean, over the Bengals, excuse me, at home. So, man, I, I don't really want to get in front of that one. I do find the under in that game intriguing just because if you look at Green Bay, they're more than happy to run it. I think you can run fairly well uh, on, on Cincinnati. It was have to see, is Larry Ogunjobi, is he going to be – He's. He, I would assume he's not playing this coming week, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, and so I think that you can run on Cincinnati. I think the, the Packers will try to run, will probably run effectively – and the Bengals are perfectly fine running the ball as well and trying to do that against Green Bay, not going up tempo. And it's probably going to, oh gosh, there's going to be some Ajay Pirine against the, oh, are they going to try to pound the ball without Joe Mixon? Oh, we'll see. 
maybe Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's not done for the. He had he had a minor ankle injury, so he could play. But again, you mentioned uh, Ogdenobi, Mixon, Bates, Awuzie. I mean, these are big injuries of guys who could play. But if they don't, that would be a, you know a big impact yeah. on which way you bet this game. Yes, and it will probably have a big effect on which way the line moves. Like if all these guys start trending like they're not going to play, then you definitely see this maybe get closer to five. So if you like the Packers and you want to take the Packers, probably take them now. The Giants at the Cowboys this is probably the number one survivor pick, I would think, or at least one of the top ones. The Cowboys coming off a uh, yet a, an impressive win against Carolina. Sam Darnold played pretty well, but Car- uh, you know the Cowboys' offense started getting really going, and the defense put a ton of pressure on Sam. Uh, Panthers don't have a very good offensive line. You know who else doesn't have a good offensive line? The Giants. Cowboys are minus seven and a half at home. This division matchup over under 49 and a half reach. Yeah, this seems like, hey, it's the Jason Garrett revenge game. But I feel like the Cowboys want to get revenge on Jason Garrett for not leading them to the Super Bowl. So maybe the Cowboys are more upset about this. I do not think Jason Garrett is going to get revenge. I think the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFC. I said on last week's podcast, I had them as one of my top three teams. They went out and proved why uh, against the Panthers. And, And you know what? We saw their offense just totally go run up and down the field against the Panthers defense that was supposed to be pretty good. And as good as that offense was, that wasn't even the most surprising thing to me. It was just how good the Cowboys defense was. Yeah, we sure. saw Trayvon Diggs hit the two picks uh, that they had a couple he's sacks. A every game this season, every game this season that, I mean, he's been unbelievable. Dak Prescott said he's the best cornerback in the NFL. And so when you combine the fact the Cowboys defense is actually playing well, as you mentioned, Giants offensive line is not great. Uh, I think this sets up as a disaster scenario for the Giants. I don't know how they're going to hang in there. I, I, you know, the NFC East is just completely bonkers. These games go anywhere. Yeah, they do the opposite not of what you think. Year it's not. Yeah, not, yeah I, I am going to go. I think the Cowboys win by double digits, so I think they cover the seven and a half. Yeah, that's a big number to lay for a divisional matchup. You know, you're probably better off teasing it if you can do it. I don't see how this goes under seven, though. You know, I, I just, the Cowboys at home. They are playing really good football. They look dominant on both sides of the ball. They, as you point out, the you know now unless Dak gets hurt again, I, you know, obviously you throw everything out the window because he got hurt against the Giants last year. And I think they still almost covered this number like of this in this range. Dan Quinn has this defense doing stuff that it just wasn't doing last year. It's just a lot better. We we were a year early on the on the Cowboys. They look like a good team, a legitimate contender, and I think they run it up on the on on the Giants. Now I, I don't know if it gets to ten or anything like that. Um, I, you know, probably stay in this range, but I, I don't think it's going the other way. So if you like the Cowboys, you would want to bet it now as opposed to uh, later in the week. I would also guess breach that this over under starts to move north. Um, if you like the over, and I do like the over here, forty nine and a half. I mean, you could you can move the ball on the Cowboys. We saw the, the Cowboys Panthers game fifty one and a half went way over, easily way over. So. If you like this over and you want to bet this over, and I, I like this over and want to bet this over, you want to bet it now because I bet it comes up to like 51, 52 by the middle of next week based on what we've seen from the Cowboys the last few weeks. The undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Oh, goodness gracious. Are they the – they're not the – are they the only undefeated team left? No, the Raiders. We have to wait until Monday night. They might be, though. They might be. That's right. Raiders play Monday night. The only, the only 4-0 team in the NFL. How about that? They are going up against – Another divisional opponent, the San Francisco 49ers. Arizona minus four and a half over under 53 and a half. Jimmy Garoppolo said that his calf injury, which he, which kept him out for the entire second half of the game, uh, is hopefully not that serious and was getting emotional talking about it. So I think he's a little worried it could be an Achilles situation, but he said he's definitely going to miss at least a few weeks. So 
the Cardinals will be able to prepare their defense for rookie Trey Lance. And, you know, there will be no shenanigans from, from Kyle Shanahan, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan about who starts. It's just going to be Trey Lance. He's going to start and the 49ers will prepare their playbook for him. And the Cardinals will prepare their defense for him. Cardinals minus four and a half over under 53 and a half breach. Yeah, Trey Lance playing this game is interesting. He's been playing in individual plays here and there for the first few weeks of the season. Uh, we got a taste of him making, getting a lot of action against the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, he made a few flashy plays, had a 76-yard touchdown pass, but that was a broken uh, coverage by Seattle. Yeah, correct. Uh, but other than that, it, his accuracy wasn't great. I think he only completed 50% of his passes. Uh, and you know what? His biggest strength, at least on Sunday, was obviously his mobility. But guess what? You know who's not going to care about that? The Cardinals, because they're going to be good at stopping that. Because you know who the Cardinals practice against every day? <laughs> Kyler Murray. So That's they're right. not going to be fooled by anything Trey Lance does. They're going to be used to this. And, and Kyle Shanahan has been hesitant to start Trey Lance because it feels like he's not comfortable with him for whatever reason, whether it's because he doesn't know the whole playbook yet or he doesn't know all his reads yet or uh, whatever reason it is, it feels like Shannon Han has been trying to push off playing Lance for as long as possible. So it almost feels like he's a little uncomfortable. And because of that, I'm kind of leading Cardinals here. And also, let's not forget, rookie quarterbacks are 3-14 and 14 this year, could go to 4-14 and 14 if Mac Jones, because we're recording this Sunday night, if, if the Patriots win 4-14. and 14. Anyway, they're bad this year. Rookie quarterbacks have been a disaster. I like the Cardinals to cover 4.5. I will take the uh, – I think the 49ers is the bet here. And I think you'll see a lot of people taking the 49ers because people like like Trey Lance and, and think he's a really good young player. And he is. And I don't disagree with anything you said about his performance. I mean, clearly, he's – you know, he's not he's not fully formed, right? Like, he's not – he hasn't met um, – you know, he hasn't developed into the quarterback that he needs to be completely yet, you know, four weeks into his career or whatever. No kidding, right? Uh, but, you know, I, I, looking back at this last week, something that sort of emerges a theme is just something that should be thought about anyway. If you have a divisional game between two teams that are fairly even, and I think the Cardinals and 49ers are fairly even. If you have a divisional game between two teams like that, but you don't think the Cardinals, I mean, the Cardinals just aren't that much better than the 49ers. I mean, I don't think they're that much better, but I don't think they're even. Okay, but if they're, they're, it's, it's negligible about how even. If you're getting four and a half points in a divisional game where it could go either way, like you wouldn't be surprised if the Niners won this game. I'd be a little surprised. No, you, you, that's just stupid. You wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to pick the Niners to win the game now. Yeah, take the Niners on the money line. Yeah, I would take it with the points. I think four and a half is a nice number. They can keep it within that. Arizona looks great. It's the most complete team they've had since since Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray got there. But if you think that they're just magically fixed everything and, and, and the mistakes they make, I, I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I think San Francisco can win this game for sure. So I will take the points, and I bet it gets down closer to three, barring some injury news. Sunday Night Football, what a heater. The Bills at the Chiefs over under Chiefs minus three over under 57. Kansas City destructed the hapless Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. Um, I guess Philly kind of kept it close for a little while, but Andy Reid made sure they knew who the who the old boss was. He's still the new boss. And Buffalo, I don't even know, I don't even know what, the, what the word is for it. Like humiliated, eviscerated, obliterated. The Houston Texans, it was like 40-nothing. I stopped looking after a while. You like the Chiefs here or the Bills breach? Yeah, the Bills embarrassed the Texans. I think that was the second biggest win in franchise history. Uh, you know what, Brinson? This might sound crazy. Actually, the Bills are the best team in the AFC right wow. now. Uh, you know, we obviously saw them lose the Steelers in week one, but I feel like that kind of jolted them. I feel like they were shocked that they lost that game. And since then, they have steamrolled everyone. They won a game 35 to nothing. They won a game 40 to nothing. They won another game to blow up. They've outscored their last three opponents 118 to 21. That is an 
average margin of victory of 32.3 points. That is an insane number in the NFL. I feel like they can win a shootout with the Chiefs. My biggest concern is that Patrick Mahomes has never lost to this Josh Allen Bills, and he always seems to play a good game. But I feel like the Chiefs defense is the weak link here. Every time the Bills have faced them so far, uh, the Chiefs defense has been good. This year, they are not so good. I think Buffalo will be able to move the ball up and down the field. And I, I think uh, I probably take the Bills on the money line here, but definitely to cover. How do we not take the over here? Oh, definitely the over. I was 57. That's a huge number. I get it. You don't want to get in the way of it. I mean, like, you, you know, it's a ton of points. But, I mean, the over should absolutely hit. When you look at what these two teams do and how quick they can score and how explosive they are, the Bills' defense is much better this year. Uh, I will probably take the points as well. I think there's also probably a good live betting opportunity on this where if you wanted to take the Bills before the game and then Buffalo gets a lead. So you got Buffalo plus three. And I think Buffalo could come out and get a lead. That wouldn't be surprising at all, right? I mean, they they can they can score early. They can score often. Let's say Buffalo gets up, you know, seven nothing or ten nothing, and all of a sudden you can come back and take the Chiefs plus three and or Chiefs plus three and a half, whatever it is. The goal is to try and create a situation where if either team wins by three, you're 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 guaranteed to profit off the game or guaranteed not to lose on the game just because these you know, it's rare to see a game where the Chiefs are fairly even or considered even by the odds makers and you can actually take advantage of that so I kind of dig that opportunity I will probably look towards the over I would guess that it goes up a little bit I don't know how high that over can go though I mean can they, you know you just don't see enough you don't see you don't see books hang. 50 or 60, like 60 point totals, you know, that's just not going to happen. So um, I like the over, but I would probably wait on everything. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think this line is going to move outrageous. So you can probably wait till Sunday evening to bet on this game. I would, I would lean towards the bills as well. Colts at Ravens, Ravens minus seven over under 48, the Monday night football game. Baltimore took care of business in Denver. The Colts actually won their first game by uh, slapping around the Miami Dolphins on Sunday afternoon. The Ravens look like a pretty good teaser leg here as well. Maybe you could pl- uh, put them together with the Cowboys. Get them down. Ravens minus one. Cowboys minus one and a half. And you're feeling pretty good about that breach. Yeah, this isn't. And maybe we can re-record this on Friday in five days and pick this game because this is. Both of these teams are two of the most banged up teams in the NFL. The Colts yes. were down five starters against the Dolphins on Sunday and still steamrolled Miami. Uh, Baltimore obviously has been dealing with injuries all year. And, and, you know, Lamar Jackson missed two days of practice with that back injury last week. Didn't seem to affect him too much against the Broncos. So uh, I, I think this is an interesting game, but I think that the Ravens are the better team. They're playing at home. In prime time, they are 14 and one straight up in their past 15 prime time games. They're seven and two against the spread in their past nine home prime time games. Uh, so I just think the Ravens are going to roll seven points is such a huge number. If I got down to six and a half, I would love the Ravens at seven. I just like the Ravens. Yeah, I um I think the Colts had a nice outing and they played pretty well against it was, Miami just looked lethargic. And looked like they had no interest in being out there and just terrible on offense. I I would probably take the Ravens in this spot too. It's a lot of points. You hate to lay that kind of number. Again, you'd rather tease it or money line parlay it or, or something like that. But if I had to pick right now, I'm taking the Ravens. And again, as, as Breach points out, depending on injuries, that's how you could slide, see the slide across the key number. But when the when the sportsbook says something like this at seven, typically they're not going to move it too far off because you know, they don't want to go six and a half. And then, you know, then 
there's just too many middle opportunities if they start moving it around. So I would bet it sits there pretty, pretty steady throughout the week. And I will uh, hold off uh, to look at that total probably until later in the week as well. All right. That's it for the early odds podcast. Short, sweet, banging them out. All you missed was a, a, a Buccaneers punt breach. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you guys later. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.